Hi everyone, this is uh, David Weiss and Aaron Weiss, and this is the inaugural episode of uh, Psych and Sales. Uh, so my wife and uh, Aaron and I have decided to uh, do a podcast um, to talk about uh, mental health, to talk about psychology, to talk about uh, business and sales, and you know, offer tips, tricks. Uh, life lessons and just you know things in general to uh, help the public on uh, on on psychology and sales and business and, and life. So um, thank you for listening and, and welcome to the uh, inaugural episode. So uh, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, maybe we should start by introducing ourselves. What do you think, David? You want to introduce yourself? Why why are you a good sure. person to talk about sales? So who am I? Um, so. My name is David Weiss. Um, I work for ADP right now, um, but I've been in sales for 12 years. Um, I've done just about every level of sales from small, medium, and large business, uh, both as an individual contributor and as a leader. Um, won lots of awards, um, done a lot of you know cool things, um, and helped and mentored lots of salespeople along the way. And um, over the last few years, just been spending a lot of time giving back to the sales community. And, um, you know, love helping people on the topics we're talking about. So, Aaron, who are you? Uh, yeah, I am a clinical psychologist here. I have a private practice. I do work mostly with uh, families, so children, adolescents, parents, and, and people with um, anxiety. Uh, but living with David for the last 12 years, I've gotten to know a lot about sales and business and how mental health and psychology really play a role there as well. And so um, thought that it would be a helpful topic to talk about. Uh, David has actually done a lot of podcasts on sales. And just a few weeks ago, we were invited to do one together on sales and, and psychology. And after that, decided that, you know, maybe we'd give it a go ourselves and see what we could put out there to help people um, beyond just the one podcast. And especially now as things are really changing in the world, in the workplace, it seemed like a, a topic that might be uh, helpful to some people out there. So here we are. Yeah, now now more than ever, I mean, uh, COVID-19 is, is changing the game for a lot of us. Um, so I've uh, worked from home for the last uh, eight years. Um, my wife's a little new to it, and we have a uh, six-year-old son, Ian. So uh, the, the inaugural topic is going to be just integrating our lives um, and figuring out this whole uh, work-from-home thing, especially for a lot of you working parents out there that now have to uh, share um, a, a cohabited workspace uh, with uh, children uh, running around. So. Um, Aaron, do you want to talk about kind of some of maybe your experiences and learning from your first week kind of working from home? Yeah, so it's it's definitely been interesting, like a lot of people out there, those of us who are, are fortunate enough to still have jobs, uh, we are working from home and schools are canceled. And so we're trying to figure out how to balance having a kindergartner at home and, and do any kind of learning with him, but also just keep him occupied while we are running our calls. Um, I had been 
wanting to get involved in doing some kind of video therapy at some point this year. This was actually a goal that I had going into the year, um, but I'm a pretty detail-oriented person and like to make sure I've She has kind of questioned <laughs> the brains of this, this audience, this, or not this audience, but uh, this family. So I like to make sure I've got everything figured out before I start. And um, so I was planning on taking classes and really getting it all kind of figured out. And uh, it, I am still planning on doing those things, but like many other therapists, we're kind of being thrown into a situation where kind of last minute we're, we're having to do video therapy just to protect ourselves and, and our patients and the general public from uh, spreading the coronavirus that's going around right now. Uh, so it's it's been interesting. Um, I think the biggest challenge really has, has been more uh, how to do it with a, a kindergartner who wants our attention, uh, not barging in and, and disrupting our meetings and, and keeping him kind of happy and occupied so, during the so process. Be before we, we get into maybe a, a few fun stories around <laughs> what our what our six year old did this week uh, while we were on calls, um, which we're happy to share. Um, what are some tips for the audience? Um, you know, what are some things that you learned? Uh, you know, how did you get yourself set up? Any anything relevant for folks maybe, you know, going through this for the first time? Well, it was helpful having a husband who knew a little bit about business and, and you know, running online meetings. And so uh, David got me set up with a Zoom account, which um, is one of the the platforms that I'm finding that a fair number of mental health professionals are using. It's one of the more popular ones because it does um, meet HIPAA standards. And so I uh, um, did so, that. So you got a Zoom account. What else you did? I got a Zoom account, and I got all of my files, and you know, made myself all set up in a room had to contact all of my patients and let them know that we would be moving to video and that I would be sending them Zoom links if they uh, wanted, I or not if they wanted, I was doing it, and if they didn't want it, they could let me know. Um, and I did decide that, you know, under the circumstances, I usually have a cancellation policy, but, you know, I definitely don't want to put anybody out, and so if anybody didn't want to do it or, or couldn't make it because of other factors, you know, I was waving any cancellation fees around that to, to try and so, be flexible. So you got a Zoom account. I think you set up and adjusted your Calendly so people could only get Zoom meetings and when they did get yes. Zoom meetings, it would kind of connect. I set up my online scheduling to only be set for, uh, yes, so people who scheduled any new meetings would know that they were setting it up for video. Anyone with an, a pre-existing meeting, I sent out a new uh, link to to let them know that. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of learning the technology, but uh, one of the really cool things has been that how well you can really still connect over video. For most people, it didn't really feel all that much different in terms of the ability to have rapport and uh, really connect, even though we weren't in the same room together. So that was that was a really cool yeah. kind of a, a situation. And some best practices, you know, I, I saw you deploying kind of really early on where um, you set up a custom background that looked like your old office. So we used a, a picture of your office to do that and then uh, put it as the Zoom background. Um, you did a nice job of uh, finding a, a quiet space in our house that, you know, definitely recommend kind of that quiet space. With good lighting. Yeah, you know, good lighting, um, making the camera kind of at 
that eye level. So as you're it looking looks at like it, I'm looking at yes, making sure that the picture where I'm looking on the and the camera on the computer makes it look like I'm looking at the person and not like I'm looking away. Um, you know, I did have to tell people if I was looking away because I take notes during my sessions and people are used to that, but they're used to me you know, seeing me. So I, I would tell people, you know, if I am looking away, I'm just writing notes like I usually do. It's not that I'm not paying attention and people seem to understand that. So just kind of letting them know some of the things that were happening off screen that wouldn't normally have to bring attention to verbally. So, um, so yeah, any, any like feedback from your clients, um, any best practices, um, you know, some things like it's just get comfortable with it. Just play around with it, mess around with the settings. Just, um, it, most people seem like once they see you and then, you know, spend a little bit of time with it, most people seem pretty comfortable, but any, any initial feedback before I kind of jump into some of the ways, you know, I've managed this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Really, that's okay. I, maybe there should be more. I feel like I, I, I kind almost of been drew, business as usual. Almost been business as usual. Okay, yeah, it's great. I, I've drawn attention to some of the differences. Like I know this is going to be an adjustment, and you know I'm not that tech savvy, so there's things haven't been perfectly smooth the whole time. But you know, just really being open about that this is something we're kind of figuring it out, and we're all in this kind of unusual situation together. Um, talking about things that are different and what's the same and kind of how we're going to work through it together. I have had a few people who didn't want to do video sessions and that's okay. I understand it's not for everybody, but I was surprised that up to this point, most people have been really okay with it and, um, you know, have, have said that they have liked it. Some have even seemed more comfortable on video. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and folks, uh, some general best practices as you're kind of getting all of, you know, your work from home set up. Um, when you're talking to folks, just let them know, hey, I'm working from home. Let them know that if you've got kids around, uh, I've been joking with my clients saying, you know, I've got multiple new coworkers uh, in my house. Uh, one of them is my wife and the other one is my six-year-old. And if you, you know, hear my coworker, you know, making lots of noise or, you know, anything in the background or, you know, for instance, I was on a, a client call this week and he decided uh, to run in and start screaming that he wants hot Cheetos. And uh, we, we paused the call and I got him some hot Cheetos and people understood and um, we jumped back on, you know, a minute or two later and it, it was okay. So just kind of um, be human with this. Uh, let people know what you got going on in, in your life and then they'll probably share the same and it'll actually probably make for a better, more engaging, more understanding meeting. Um, so I, I've been working from home for about eight years and, you know, as people have gotten, you know, their setups, I've kind of got this dual monitor setup. Um, I've got a, a microphone. One thing we did just as a, as a tactical thing this week, um, increase your bandwidth. If you don't have over, you know, 50 to 100 to, you know, two, three, maybe even a thousand megabyte a second um, uh, bandwidth Wi-Fi connection, uh, go to your carrier and up it. Um, yeah, especially if it's not just you working from home. So we've got yeah. David running his virtual stuff. I'm doing my video meetings and then, you know, Ian using the internet for whatever's keeping him occupied as well. So, you know, the more people you've got running on it also, yep. the, the more you're going to need there. Yeah. So definitely up your bandwidth. Um, and then here's some things just I've learned over the years. Um, the first, uh, you know, time management is super critical when working from home. Um, it's very easy to get distracted, uh, especially for, for new folks. Cause it's, it's tough. Like, if you're not, if you're used to getting constant direction from a boss in an office or 
from working with coworkers in a collaborative environment or you know, just not working from home and all of a sudden now you've got your couch, your TV, your Xbox or, you know, gaming systems, you know, your, your backyard, your pool, your, your, you know, your, any, all your games, like there's uh, no one watching you except you. So uh, there's almost a little bit of a lack of accountability because you don't have coworkers or bosses that can just walk by and see what you're doing. So, you know, accountability and time management become huge. So one thing I just recommend calendar your day. That's probably like the, one of the most important things you can do right now. Calendar your day. Like literally, it's okay to have um, lunch. It's okay to have go for a walk. It's okay to have all your work and relax time and read book time and personal growth time. Like literally, your, your calendar should just be fully blocked all day with just all different things to maintain a balance in your life. So you're not really guessing, okay, what am I doing now? Um, another big thing is, Work on big projects at the beginning of the day because, you know, you're most people, if you're like me, you know, you, you wake up with energy and then as you go throughout your day, you lose energy. So do the, do the biggest tasks first so you can kind of start getting excitement and momentum and you accomplish those things and, you know, you'll build your own motivation and your own momentum throughout the day. Um, yeah, please. Can I provide a counterpoint to that not yeah, to completely yeah, disagree yeah, no, with you okay. but I think everybody kind of has their own personal um energy flow and workflow and David's somebody who jumps out of bed with a lot of energy in the morning and and that works well for him to tackle big things really early in the day um so I think that there is a level of kind of knowing yourself and what time of day you yep. do things best and there's um, some psychology around that as well. So, uh, you know, some people do better with starting with smaller tasks so they feel like they're, they're knocking more off and that makes them feel more motivated to build up to bigger things. Other people like David and, and I was always like this when, you know, I had work in front of me as well, like to get the bigger things done because it feels like a bigger weight's lifted and that helps them to keep going through more of a day. They do say that like, um, more kind of technical tasks are good to do earlier in the morning on an average. Uh, creativity tends to be more of a later in the day kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ability for people. Sure, sure. Um, so, so there are a lot of factors that go into that, but um, kind of feeling yourself out for that and scheduling things at the point where it's going to work best with your own natural energy flow as well. Understanding your own rhythms. I mean, guys, you can, you can clearly see why I keep her around. She is way smarter than me. So, um, no, awesome advice, Aaron. But um, you know your rhythms. and Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, for me, it's, it's a lot around that time management, calendaring the day, uh, knowing when to stop. Like, put a... Uh, if, if you start getting bogged down on a task, I try and keep most tasks, most, most things on my calendar to like 30 minute blocks. Cause I know my own rhythm and my own energy. If I can't get it done in 30 minutes and feel good about it, I, I'm going to get bogged down. I'm going to get distracted. So I have no problem scheduling something for 30 minutes, getting as far as I can, and then leaving it to come back and, and doing it later with kind of a renewed sense of energy. So just kind of, again, to Aaron's point, think through your own habits, think through your own rhythms um, play, play to those things accordingly. Um, and then to the no stop point, no one to end your day you used to have a commute. So you drive home and you'd be able to like disconnect and like stop work. Imagine you still have that same commute, pick a time where that you want to end your day, schedule it. And that's when your day ends and go spend time with your family, you know, go do something else. Like just be, be willing and able and hold yourself accountable as best you can to just stepping away. Um, 
Anything else on time management before I move on? Uh, personal time management? No, not necessarily. Okay. Um, and the, the next big thing for me outside time management, um, and I'm going to go through two more. Um, one of them is focus. So, um, the dog is distracting you. That's the dog is distracting you, scratching himself. Um, so focus to me is really important because you can block calendars, but if you don't, um, take time to focus on those things, then it's almost wasted. So how I focus is again, uh, build motivation throughout the day. Um, keep myself, uh, hold myself accountable to the things I say I'll do. Almost like I treat things on my calendar, no matter what it is, almost like a client meeting. So if I say I'm going to do something at a certain time, I, I feel personally accountable to doing that thing at that time and getting it done. So, you know, think about that whole concept of personal accountability. Like don't let yourself down. I'll say it again. Don't let yourself down. If you say you're going to do something, do it when you say you're going to do it and you will feel so good about getting that thing done. Um, to, to Aaron's point, I'm sure she's going to jump in here and say it, but like everybody focuses in different ways. Some people need stress balls. Some people focus better with music. Some people focus better with water running. Like, you know, just find your own personal ways to focus, um, and, and do that. For me, it can be, you know, uh, headphones on that with silence for me, it can be music running. Um, but I, I feel like as long as I calendar my time, right. And, and really, hold myself accountable, I'm able to get the things done and kind of chunk out those blocks. Um, Aaron, any recommendations for people on how to stay focused on tasks? Um, freeing yourself of distractions that you know are going to be distractions is an important one. Um, but like David said, some things might be a distraction for one person and not a distraction for you. Some people focus better in a cafe where they're surrounded by people. Other people focus better when they're sitting by themselves. Not that you're going to a cafe right, right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you can find a background sound somewhere online of cafe sounds if that works well for you. So you don't have to actually be in the environment to get that noise. I've actually recommended that to some of my, my teenagers before who couldn't get to coffee shops. Like... If that's what helps you, then, you know, I'm sure you can find some, an app that has that sound to play in the background. Yep. Um, so kind of being aware of what that is for you and, and, and how long you can focus for it. Same kind of things that, that David's saying around that. Um, and this isn't an immediate thing, but, you know, practicing, getting into like a mindfulness or a meditation practice will help you to notice when your focus is wandering and help you to bring it back and stay focused for longer times if you start practicing it regularly, but that's something that does take time to build. Yep. And, and no, all great points. And, and the last one is, um, so we, we covered time management, we covered focus. Last one for me is community. Um, especially now more than ever, build a sense of community around yourself. Um, those friends that maybe you haven't talked to since college or that you, you know, talk to, you know, uh, sporadically, spend more time with them, see how they're doing. Set virtually. Up, virtually, set up virtual happy hours. Um, I'm probably doing a virtual happy hour almost every single night, um, whether it's the one of the Slack groups I'm part of, a group of my friends, um, whether, you know, uh, Scott Lease and Justin Welsh have been pushing out some, some, uh, some of these every Thursday. Um, I'm part of Revenue Collective and we're looking at doing local happy hours, you know, doing happy hours with your friend groups, things like that. Um, build community around yourself. And, and the reason for that is uh, you want to spend time right now with people who lift you up and almost kind of distance yourself or move away from people that, that bring you down. Um, 
when you're in an office setting, you've kind of got that natural energy of the office. Um, you've got water cooler talk. You've got, you know, the ability to stop by people's cubes. There's just, it's just a lot of energy and a lot of interaction. When you're working from home, you're kind of on an island and you almost have to create your own like personal work from home culture. So do your best to build the, the best personal culture that you can. So make a list of people that excite you. Like when you talk to them, you get fired up and motivated in your day. Or feel happy. Or feel happy. And when you hang up the phone with them, you want to go make yourself happy, them happy. You, you just feel energy because you just had a great conversation with someone that you know, fires you up. Talk to those people as much as you can. And the folks that when you hang up the phone with them, you're like mentally drained and exhausted or frustrated or just you know, have a negative feeling. When you work from home, that will be amplified. Like I promise you, it, it can derail your days. It can derail your hours and you do that enough and it can really hurt you. So, you know, try and distance yourself as much as you can from that and build your own kind of personal culture with your own friend group and, and coworkers and people that, that lift you up. Um, yeah. So right now more than ever, you know, sense of, you know, community building and belongingness is, is so important. Um, you know, Aaron, any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, especially as we're not supposed to go out and, you know, interact with people in person and, you know, not even hanging out with neighbors or, or friends that we would normally see in person. So um, making sure that you're not getting completely disconnected because it can feel really isolated and alone if you do. Um, it can be, you know, a good way for depression to set in if you're too isolated and not interacting with people. Um, or, you know, social anxiety, the, the more you're not interacting, the scarier the idea of interacting might become. <clears throat> so, you know, I think having a way that you're setting that community in a virtual setting, um, again, it can, it can feel just as connecting as, as meeting with people in person it can, but going out of your way to make sure that you're doing that's really important right now. Yeah. So let's just kind of um, jump topics here. And it's, We'll, we'll just go to, you know, Aaron, I've really spent the last uh, week kind of trying haphazardly to integrate our lives. Um, <laughs> bo both of us had uh, full work schedules um, where we really haven't been able to adjust things. And we said, oh, we'll just wing it and it'll be fine. And yeah. And I think a lot of families are doing that. And you know what? It, to some extent, it, it was fine. I think that trying to be too worried about regimented and scheduled and like five hours of schoolwork a day and, and whatnot is, is really a lot and, and probably unnecessary to ask right now. But um, at the same time, you know, I, I have to admit there's some guilt about my, my son living on hot Cheetos and, and Ryan's world videos all week. Yes. Uh, definitely not something I want to continue for the next several months to quite the level it was at. <laughs> um, so finding that kind of balance between some level of flexibility and, and also making sure that he's gotten his needs taken care of while we're both trying to, to work our full jobs is kind of next week's big focus. Yeah. So what, so what we've been doing, um, some, some just tactical things to help you guys. Um, we compared both of our work schedules and tried to identify times that, Aaron was busy and I was free, I was free, you know, or, or I was busy, Aaron was free, and just identify, you know, whose responsibility it, it was to 
work with our son on schoolwork or feed him or, you know, what, what have you play with him, um, let him go swimming, ride a bike with him, you know, what have you, um, during those times. So we compared calendars. That's something I think we can all do right now is just compare calendars with your spouse and see if there's any, um, alignment on busy and free and when you guys can take some of those responsibilities. Um, we also, uh, yeah. Do you want to say something? I was just going to say that we, we're trying out a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so even even though we our schedules change from day to day with our, our type of works that we do, um, we set a daily schedule to try and do with Ian. We'll see how that goes in the next week. Um, but even if it's not perfect, at least it gives us something where if we are free at a certain time, we can say, okay, Let's make sure we're trying to get this activity in here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a very process-driven person. If anybody's ever listened to any of my stuff out there, like I can build a process around anything. And it's just that that's just who I am. I feel more comfortable when I, I have a, um, a guidepost and a process and a schedule and something to you know help me. Um, it, it, that's, that's where I'm comfortable. So um, I built this a schedule. It lists you know everyday activities for Ian, but I'm also flexible enough to understand it's not going to be perfect. But it's something where I can look down at and say, oh, it's one o'clock. Let's, you know, uh, it's recess time, or you know, it's it's three o'clock. So that means you know we're going to ride a bike or or what have you. So it's just it, it helps me stay focused. Where if I am free, I kind of have an idea of what to do, and it's I can just execute on that. Um, so that, that's helpful. Um, but, but so Aaron, like a flexible plan, it's a right? flexible plan. Yeah. So, you know, don't beat yourself up too much if, if things aren't going perfectly because they're probably not going to, and that's okay. You're going to be okay. Your kid's going to be okay. Um, as long as you're staying healthy, that's really the, the biggest thing as far as that goes right now. So, you know, missing out on some instruction is, is not going to be you know, something that makes or breaks the rest of their lives. Um, and, and I think that's an important thing for a lot of parents to remember, but um, just gives us a little bit of a sense of direction and, and making sure that he's getting some things done as well. If we have some schedule set, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. So um, before we wrap up, uh, I, we promised uh, so a couple of fun stories from uh, the weekend. Um, yep. My, uh, for, sorry, from last week, my, my son, uh, running into my office, uh, asking for hot Cheetos was probably the, the highlight. Um, Aaron, did he do anything, uh, funny for you? Uh, well, I find it less funny when my meetings are interrupted because of the nature of the work I do. I actually was pretty fortunate that I heard a lot of times in the background, you chasing him down and stopping him as he was laughing maniacally trying to, to get to me and <laughs> you kind of get, you know, grabbing him and getting in his way. Um, there was the one where, what did he yell? You're stupid mommy in the background. And I, I'm pretty sure that one was heard, but you know, my, but I don't know if my patient heard exactly what was said, but I was like, did you hear that? And she said, yeah. And we kind of just laughed. I was like, yeah, it's hard with a six year old and we moved on. But um, so there's, there's a lot of my son running into my office and, either, you know, shooting me with a Nerf gun or giggling on the phone or trying to, you know, wave to my clients or, um, you know, yelling about food or, or hearing him say mommy, mommy, and me having to like literally sprint out of the office to, to essentially stop him from running up the stairs and barging in on my wife. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's folks, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. These are crazy times. This, this is whatever, what's going on is, is truly unprecedented. No one's 
no one's ever dealt with this. So um, I'll say have a, uh, have a sense of empathy and understanding for yourself, your own emotions. Um, these are really tough times being frustrated and, and scared and, and worried and feeling uh, helpless and just all, all of those things are, are very normal right now. And, and trust me, we're, we're feeling them too. Um, but we're also trying to laugh as much as we can and find the, the, the fun and, and humor and uh, so many things that are going around us. Um, so, yeah. I was just going to say, remember that your kids are feeling it too, right? Their lives are turned upside down. This isn't what they're used to. And um, they can probably sense, you know, any, any stress or frustration or, or fear or sadness or anything that you're experiencing as well. And so you're probably going to get some more acting out behaviors because everything is thrown off for them as well. And that's, that's to be expected and try and understand that they're, they're not there to try and mess up your life. You know, they're, they're just trying to figure this out as well. Um, but there have been some good things that have come from it. I feel like, you know, we've really been able to focus more on family than we often are in the day to day. You know, Ian's starting to work on riding his bike, which we've been meaning to do for a long time. We actually got him one that he can pedal, right? Cause <laughs> the other one was rusty. Um, we did some puzzles today. I feel like we've, we've been able to do a lot of kind of, you know, movie nights several times a week. And, um, it's been good. It's been some good bonding that we've been really trying to fit in and make sure to include as well. Yeah. So, uh, a couple things that we close out, I challenge the audience. Um, this could be, you know, the best of times or this could be the worst of times. Um, what are you doing every day to create, positive experiences in your own life and the life of your kids and remember people around, you. people around you remember this this too will pass and you can come out of this thing stronger more connected you know learn a skill all those things than you have in the past or you could come out of this you know more mentally and physically unhealthy so you know choose your own path but i'd say choose it carefully because we've got some time right now where this could really you know help a lot of us um become better versions of ourselves. And I'm, I'm challenging myself to that. Um, any, any other may psych mental health words of wisdom from my wonderful wife before we start to wrap up? Um, I don't know if this is, you know, where we want to go right now, but just kind of as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough that you've, you've got a job right now that you can work from home and you can keep yourself and your family safe and you're not having to go out and be exposed to this and you can have income, just kind of keeping that perspective of um, that, you know, there's, there's a lot of other people who really don't have that going and that, um, yeah, so you can make the most of, of what you've got, but um, also just kind of keeping in mind that we're not just doing this to keep ourselves safe. We're doing it, you know, for the, the greater good of greater the greater good. good of the world really yeah. at this point and, and everybody else around us. And yeah, it's, it's difficult at times and it's scary and it's uncomfortable and, um, and it, it kind of stinks when we're having to, you know, change our lifestyles in those ways. But if we really look at it in the bigger picture, it's, kind of a, a small price to pay for a lot of us that um, are more fortunate as we go through this so far. Yeah. So um, as we start to get to the end of this, uh, we, we want to hear from you. Um, we are, we are literally doing this podcast uh, to help the community. 
We're not um, selling anything. We're not selling anything. <laughs> we don't we don't expect anything of this. Um, what we want is to to help people be um, stronger versions of themselves mentally, psych psychologically, um, in business, in sales, in in their general lives. So. Um, hit us up if you uh, want us to talk on a certain topic, you're struggling with something, um, curious about something business, sales related, mental health related, in psychology, what have you. Um, you've got two phenomenal, you know, well, I don't want to toot our own horn, but my wife and does. Humble, so humble. So humble, so humble. <laughs> but my wife does have a PhD and she has been doing this a long time. I have had a lot of success coaching people in sales. So um, you, you have uh, knowledgeable resources at your fingertips here. So please let us know how we can help you. Um, so with that said, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, want to give them the email address? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, psych and sales at gmail.com. Um, uh, P S Y C H A N D S A L E S at gmail.com. Gmail um, but hit us up on LinkedIn, uh, David Weiss, Aaron Weiss. Um, that's probably the, the easiest way to find us, but yeah, let us know how we can help you. And, and remember, folks, um, we don't know each other, uh, but we care about you. We love you. Um, and we will get through all this together. So uh, thank you for listening and uh, stay safe and hope you're all are well out there. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks, guys.